Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are talking all things football. We've had two big European finals. Um, oh, sake, someone else do this. I can't think of <laughs> anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some England games coming up. There's some been England. a load of playoff finals. Playoff finals. Uh, Women's World Cup. Uh, Newcastle are getting bought. And anything else we can get up to. Let's go. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I would have hummed our yeah. intro music, but I just never can remember it. Yeah. Hungover much? Oh, I'm very hungover. How was your weekend? It wasn't too bad. Better than my uh, week, but uh, I don't know. First, we should say congratulations to Liverpool for becoming uh, the six time winners of the. UEFA Champions League. Commiserations to Spurs. Fuck Spurs. I'm so glad they lost. I saw a thing actually earlier today where um, on Twitter and these Arsenal fans were arguing with each other about how they were like celebrating that Spurs had lost. Yeah. They are going, yeah, but don't forget you lost like two, three well, days ago. What gives you the right to say, have a go at them because you also lost a few days ago. Yeah, but Spurs are shit, so... Fair enough. I just thought it was funny. I was watching them argue each other on Twitter. Well, no, I've been saying before though. It's just it is. It's just such a weird. It was so. I felt like it was a surreal thing seeing Spurs in the Champions League final yesterday. I like, just, it's just so odd. I just didn't feel like either of the finals felt like the big European finals. Very much English finals. Well, they just didn't feel like uh, maybe because there was no European teams, obviously. But yeah. it just didn't feel like well, a big European finals. It just always felt like Liverpool were going to win it. Like, yeah, that that was oh, I was always I, sure. Like, I never I never thought to, like it never felt like Tottenham were going to win it. As soon as um they Harry conceded the penalty, as, uh, yeah, as soon as, as soon as they conceded the penalty, I was in the pub just going game over, game over, just yelling to everyone because there was a few Spurs fans in there. But um, but they uh, if VAR stopped the clock, if they introduced stop the clock when the decisions are going through, it would have been the fastest ever Champions League final goal. Really? Because VAR took a minute mm. to to make the decision. So weird. Because not really. Yeah, the fastest yeah, is it? Is it Inzaghi? Filippo Inzaghi no, scored the fastest. Maldini that against was it. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it would have been the uh, the fastest goal had they just taken the penalty as soon as it was given. So it's not a penalty's work though. You have to spend at least 20, 20, 30 seconds arguing with the ref, don't you? I yes, it doesn't count. Oh, I feel bad for Lucas. As a shape, like, I yeah. mean, I don't know. Harry Kane, he's coming back. He can start. I don't think that is the reason why they lost. Obviously, but you'd think the guy would deserve a place in the starting line. Well, you've got players like Deli Ali, who's not really had the brightest of seasons. Yeah, and he he basically got him into the into the final with his hat trick against Ajax, and then gets dropped. Harry Kane. Harry Kane has a bit of like a for me, it's a bit like a Rooney thing where. He comes back from injury, but he doesn't get going until about three games once he's back. Like, mm. he never hits the ground running. So he's basically going to be useless against Netherlands as well, probably. Yeah, and I, I do think, do we ex- like, did Tottenham expect too much? Like, you've been out for however long, you can just come straight back in in a Champions League final game. Like, where, 
I don't know. He's never looked good when he's come straight back from injury. And uh, they had the open door where they could say, oh, well, we'd never started him because we don't want to risk it and start solid. But I guess it's hindsight. In, in all honesty, it, it, to me, it, I don't think Tottenham... I, it just seemed like Liverpool's final. Yeah. Like, if anything, Liverpool scoring so early helped Tottenham because then Liverpool weren't 100% sure what to do. Like... Which is Liverpool, is just it just shows again probably how good Man City are as well. But they they've lost what like less than what's five games this season. They've really not Liverpool. Liverpool. They've lost one in the league. They one must have the won Cup, one in the FA Cup, League Cup, League Cup. So three games all year. Uh, did they then, lose any in the no, group stage? No, they lost. In they, they, did, stage, they lost yeah. the PSG. Yeah, incredible! Like incredible. And no, they, Barcelona. Oh, well, they lost to Barcelona. Oh yeah, and then they beat them. Yeah, so what was that? Even still, four or five games in the entire season, and they still didn't win the Premier League, which is ridiculous. But yeah, I mean they're just too good. They did. They just looked. It just looked comfortable, pretty boring stuff. Football can be a harsh sport, but it did feel right. City winning the league and then Liverpool getting the Champions League is like a a consolation. Yeah, it's almost like it felt almost like justice, didn't it? It was like finishing with ninety-seven points and not winning the league just feels so harsh. But you won the Champions League, so it's not so bad. Do you know, well, we said it, the other, not normally that, like, said it last week or the week before. If those two teams could swap trophies, they would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's yeah. weird that, isn't it? Because, you know, in our lifetime, well, at least as much as we can remember, was this the third time they've, the second time Liverpool have won it? Third final? Because they won one with yeah. Steve, Stephen. They obviously won yeah, they won 2005. Yeah. yeah, they lost 07. Yeah, the, if in terms, you mean the Champions League as opposed yeah. to the European Cup? Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. Champions League, yeah. So. They just want to win the Premier League, isn't it? It's it's kind of, it's like I don't know how that can be a con, uh, consolation. Consolation, thank you very much, Dan. I don't know struggling how. Struggling, yeah, yeah, very struggling. Uh, consolation prize being the Champions League because really it's, it's the supposed to, one to win. Yeah. yeah, it's the biggest cup competition in the world. And so. the f- and the thing is, every year an English team wins the Premier League. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> what thing to say? But that, really. But like, <laughs> Hold on a minute, Cardiff and Swansea, they uh, could go and win the league. There you yeah, go. So when we swap, there are... It's Captain Obvious over there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like the, the, the Champions League could not come back to England for another 20 years. So when we say swap because Liverpool have never won the Premier League. As soon as they win it, they'll swap the Premier League for the Champions League every, yeah, every yeah. year. It's just, just because of this first one. But mm. it, winning the Champions League is more special. To me, it's more special than the Premier League. Talking about the Champions League, boy, is that a heavy cup. Did you see that picture I sent you? No. I've got to hold it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, did, you have to, did you have to hold it with is the guy there with his gloves you? on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so basically what happened, it wasn't like an official thing where you could go and pick it up. Basically, I went to, um, I guess the listeners that don't know, I went to the uh, United Legends, the 99 game against Bayern Munich, uh, the Beckham Master Show, we're calling it. And... Uh, we, it was really annoying actually I was with uh, Amanda and some other friends and then we got right to the entrance it's harsh on Amanda and they um, no and they stopped her going in because she had a little clutch bag and they are like do you not know the main United bag policy you can't bring in any bags and she's like this is the smallest bag ever and it was and they're like we're sorry you're going to have to go and put it down in the bag drop and, like, and we hadn't given ourselves that much time we were like ah, crap we're going to be really late now so we went in <laughs> so we went and dropped the bag off finally got back in and because we were no. running late they were take because they were taking all the cups to the pitch to for the start they were going to lay them all out because we were running late I, as we were going up I saw Fred the Red 
uh, and I, I said to Amanda, oh, can I, uh, let me run over, let, get, let me get a picture with him. And as I went to get a picture, the guys were walking by with the cups. And so I was just like, stop, stop. And uh, one of the women went, yeah, quick, get in, have a picture. So I was like, okay. So the guy just stopped. I grabbed one, hold of, one half of the cup and he grabbed it, took a picture. Then the guy with the Premier League did the same. And then did the FA Cup, just, he just walked off. I was like, oh. Listen, when you sent that photo, I was like, is this someone I should know? No, it's just some so random person holding the cup. Two, two photos, one with the Premier League, one with the Champions League. And I was like, oh, should I know these guys? Tony Yeboah. Are they, are they legends? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, they are a bad fan. Yeah, so I was the yeah. only person to get... Apparently, the woman was saying afterwards, you could spend like, you could pay like 30 quid to get an official photo with the cups. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> Just keep my, keep my photos, thanks. Yeah, well, was it a full house, that game? Yeah, 65,000. They raised a million and a half quid for that game, for charity, which is the most they've ever raised in a charity game. So Really? Yeah, nice. yeah, really. Oh, it, was, it was such a good atmosphere. Yeah. Really it looks good. Yeah. It was genuinely awesome. You could, uh, you could guess what people were going to say before the game and were kicked off. Oh, Beckham, he's better than what we have now. Honestly, he's he was good. brilliant. I, I was even surprised. He was brilliant. He, he was the only player that played... Oh no, him and Gary Neville, the only players that played 90 minutes. And they were still the only two still running at the end. They were unbelievable, those two. I was well impressed with Beckham. There you go. Um, Sign him up. Yeah. Uh, do we have to talk about Wednesday or not? Yeah, we probably should talk about Olivier Giroud coming back. To <laughs> yeah. I did call you, that. Thank you, Arsenal, was his, his quote, wasn't it? Yeah. What? On... Uh, was it Emerson? Who who was on Snapchat and they were filming and then Giroud had the cup on the, the coach and was shouting thank you Arsenal. <laughs> and, um, I, I, Gutted. I think I said it last year when they got rid of Giroud. I was like, this might come back to bite them. I, I know Aubameyang's had a better season than Giroud and that's the reason they got rid of him was because it, it sort of set the things in motion for them to get Aubameyang. But he's dangerous and the yep. thing is he's good in the air so if you put in a decent cross to him sometimes there's nothing that defenders can do well like, Arsenal don't have any players that can put a decent cross in so he wouldn't have fit in the side anyway yeah. well that's also true yeah Kolasinac I, I watched them um, some of that Arsenal fan TV because um, oddly enough I was that's listen- dangerous yeah I was listening to, to um, do that. Well, I, was, I, I listened to one American pod like it's a, a radio show it's just a generic sports one and one of the guys had brought up um, uh, what's his name uh, JD is it, uh, the one with the white guy with all the tattoos? Oh. And he said, just said it was it was really really funny because he watched football there and he just went on this absolute massive rant and it, I mean everything was justified he was saying and he was just this guy in the back was says you're you're getting um you're getting your hits are you and he's like fuck you what do you mean you donut you know it just <laughs> I said, saw I saw that clip yeah. like I haven't watched Arsenal fan TV in a while nah it's not been as interesting this season like. It's yeah, not a lot to complain about anymore. There's no more Wenger yeah. to complain about. Well, you can you can know there is there's clearly a, a culture in the club which I think previously all fans would generally point to Wenger and think like maybe the culture is 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 a lot down to him and probably his his I don't know inability to adjust or you know maybe he's just stuck in his old ways like kind of like Jose Mourinho, but there's clearly a culture in the club where there's just no no fight or no endeavour. Like I felt. They they showed all the fans there after the game, and I just felt so bad for them. Oh, imagine having to spend that much money to go out and that much time to get there to go and watch that. Yeah, but you're not left with with uh, when Ars- when Arsenal lose, you're not left thinking, oh, do you know what? We had a good game. There was a bit of uh, fight. You know, you win some, yeah. you lose some kind of thing. There's just such a uh, toxic 
mood, just like for goodness sake, why do you you got Ozil walking off when you're losing the game and he's just he's just a pit of yeah. Incredible, incredible stuff. Like and I I'd i you know, I've stuck up for Ozil for such a long time and I try not to be too bad of a, a fan in terms of being like, I'll oh, get rid of this person, do this but Oh, he's, he'll be got, he should be Ozil's gone. got to go. I mean, he's probably yeah. only going to go to China as well because no one's going to pay him the money. No, is it? Who's going to buy him? Who's going to want that type well, of thing? Well, it's just for the, big, for the big name. Someone, that's what I mean, like in China or the Far East or... Uh, not Far East, Middle East. But we just don't have the quality of player. Like, um, I think, well, I think someone, someone told me there's £40 million for next transfer window. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't buy you a goalkeeper or a defender. That doesn't buy you anything. And we've got to get rid of so many players like Kolasinac, Xhaka. Uh, I mean, I don't know... Like, Rough, rough, rough stuff. But there you go. Not a good time to be an Arsenal fan. It's Still, you could be a Man United fan, <laughs> which could be worse. It's better not to make a final though. Like, no, it's not. It is, man. No, you I want was, you, you want the false the hope at least. No, I was thinking this the other day. I was like, I'd rather have just lost in the semi-finals than make it to the final. I don't think so. I was, we were watching. I, I bet you all those fans that went out there would have rathered that as well. Yeah, but I was watching those two these two finals this week. When you've got Arsenal and Chelsea, and you've got. Liverpool and Spurs, and I was looking, and then City won the league, and I was looking at it and thinking, everyone's talking about how great the Premier League is, all these great English teams. Man United is just nowhere. <laughs> Man United is meant to be the big team, biggest club in the world, which club, it's just nowhere. True. It's not there. Yeah, but you had that really charity stood game. out. Yeah, yeah, great City, charity game. Man City, right there anyway. <laughs> no, they just won the league. Like, like the last two weeks has been all about those top five teams, and just you know, it hadn't been mentioned once. Yeah, but I don't mind. Like, we had a decent run in Europe. We beat PSG when no one. That was probably one of the best yeah, games of true. the season. So we're in a transition, but at least we know. But it doesn't seem transition. like there's. I mean, maybe because everyone likes um, Solskjaer, but it doesn't seem like there's there's a really down mood within Man United. So I guess think. because the transfer know, it ended badly, but the transfer window's there now. So there's there's time. Like for for Man United, they know they've got to get rid of a lot and bring a lot in. I don't see us doing much next season but I don't mind as long as there's like a foundation of a team so this was one of my issues when Van Gaal left because we weren't playing good football but you could see he was building something you're like okay this team could be two years off being good then they get rid of him and it just gets dismantled then you you end up starting again but let's see I don't know I'm 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 not holding a huge amount of hope for next season just yet but it is going to come down to what happens then so be it. Like we're not in the Champions League, so scrap that Europa League one. Just yeah, just build a team up now. Well, if, if I don't know, I think we'll probably need the Europa League to get into the Champions League the year after. Do what Mourinho did a few years ago. But it's not a case of just because you want to win the Europa League, you win it. <laughs> no, no. What, but what I mean is, you've got to take it seriously because I think you've got more chance of winning the Europa League or, than getting top four at the moment with the kind of level of the teams. Well, I think in the league. Two Newcastle's going to be the new team in the <laughs> well, top four. And then. We're all fucked. Yeah. Why can't we get? Why can't Arsenal just a Saudi prince buy? Well, you've Arsenal. got an American one instead, Stan Kroenke. He, he just he just likes his uh, American out to build a stadium for someone. Yeah, for an American football team. Yeah. Or is it is it the Bucks? Uh, Buccaneers. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, but that American money ain't the same as the Saudi money. Money's money. Yeah, but it's like yeah. You, then it's not run by a state. Not yeah, state money. yeah, they seem to just just well of money that that no one no one else seems to have, and they just buy all the players. I mean, I don't know. It's not like it's not like Arsenal have have I don't know what's the word like a a real culture of of the team anymore. Just just who cares? Like it's not like you're good. Man United still probably has 
a bit of history that they can hold on to in respect to that. And do, just do, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. But <laughs> you would, you'd want to do it in the right way. You wouldn't. I don't think Man United fans would want would want a Saudi king come over and buy and spend. Well, there was talk of it a few months ago. It depends I think that was on how. Because like, Man City seem like the way they've spent the money by build, building a big youth academy, building up the area around it. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're spending money like that and it feels like you're actually building in deep roots. So, yeah. like, because with Abramovich at Chelsea, for years it always felt he could walk away and that club would collapse. Yeah. Now less so because of the TV money and the Premier League and stuff and he's made it a bit more self-sufficient. Like, obviously he's not in the best place with the UK government so he's not funding them as much. But <clears throat> it did feel for years Chelsea would collapse if he just walked away. City... It feels like they're building, they're building in. infrastructure that yeah. they should hopefully hold up. Yeah, they've redone the training grounds, the youth development. They've got the women's team doing what they'd like everything. They've but they everything. are. But if it, strangely, because they are probably more likely to collapse if they're in a waterway, just because they haven't got the fan base in there yet. But you can see how quickly that will turn. Yeah, the next generation of football fans. There's going to be a lot of Man, United, Man City fans, I guess. Yeah. So like, it, when it comes to these super rich owners coming in and spending money yes as long as they spend it in the right way what you don't want to see is your club sell its soul yeah like potentially like car like cardiff when they changed colors and stuff just yeah, because yeah, of yeah. the owners thought it was bad luck to be in blue no it's because <laughs> red was good luck in china and it was chinese owner so he wanted to well he said red. uh when i look at the uh Premier League history only teams in red win so that's what uh, really? yeah. <laughs> it was like, so there's someone with that logic like how are you a multi-billionaire there's a lot of very questionable <laughs> yeah. a lot of questionable people with a lot of money running football clubs it's really odd yeah there you go still are you looking forward to uh, England coming up what on Thursday, Thursday yeah it's the is it a friendly Nations League no <laughs> oh I forgot you don't know the rules of the yeah. Nations League yeah. it is the Nations League semi-final okay nice. so if we Gets. beat Netherlands so on I think on Wednesday night you've got uh, Portugal are playing Switzerland in the first semi-final and then we're playing Netherlands in the second semi-final winners will play each other on Saturday I'm very excited about that then thank you for I asking can, I can see yeah um well, what, what do you think then? What do you, I, I've not really followed Netherlands so much. So have they still got any big players? Van Dijk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Van Dijk and De Ligt are meant to be the two best centre-backs in the world and they are both Dutch. Yeah. So and Harry Kane's that's, that's not worry. quite firing on any cylinders. Exactly. So that's a little bit of a worry. They've got Memphis Depay, who's been tearing it up in, yeah, over in the French linked. League. Who's he been linked with? Everyone at the moment. Yeah. May United have a buyback clause on him, apparently. I'm not sure they should get him, really, but... He has been tearing it up in the French League this season, but it's the French League, so... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rush back to sign him. But again, I, w- I wasn't too happy when he was sold because it, it felt like Mourinho just getting rid of players he didn't like, yeah. not players he didn't oh, like. Completely, completely. Do you think, Nate, do you think um, Gareth Southgate's going to rest uh, some of the players that were in the final or not? I don't, know. I don't think he can. Like we said that thing yesterday. We're looking at the England's mid, like the midfields, yeah. and considering that Ward, Prowse and Redmond have already been dropped out of the final squad you look at that midfield well Henderson's Ward, kind of Ward Plus needs a, needs a shot in England. and also he should, are, we, yeah. are we slightly exaggerating this because we're like they've had like two weeks three, two and a half weeks off that's true and, and this is almost like a warm up game and they're yeah. played on uh, Saturday and then the next game's Thursday that's a longer break than they're used to yeah <laughs> that's, that's true, true. Yeah, that's true. 
We're, we're making out like it's like we've seen. Well, in no, the but usually teams would, would have a bit more of rotation. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's I think it's more the training because it's not their normal team. Yeah. Like all the yeah. rest of the England squad have obviously been training together for weeks. They've all been together, but yeah, these four or five well, players haven't. I mean, when would they fly out? Imagine they'd have a they allow them to rest today and then fly out tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but It'll it's the same for Van Dyke and Wijnaldum and like they've, they've, they've got to wait till Tuesday to get out of Baku. Well, the Liverpool squad already. They're already back today. They had their um, parade. Uh, parade in Liverpool today. Did they? Yeah. Oh, good for them. Um, yeah, I was looking at the midfielders. You got Deli Ali, Sancho, not really a midf- midfielder, but Ali, Dyer, Rice, Henderson. There's your midfield. Like, if you don't play Henderson or Dyer because they've been or Ali, you haven't got anyone to play. <laughs> so what do they have to play? It just even shows what. Well, Probably need someone like Madison or uh, that's a that's oh a completely. Weird it's so weird that there's no creativity. Such a lack in of creativity in it. Why would even if you're not going to start him, it's just something different, isn't it? There is Ross, Ross Barkley as well, but again, I'm, I'm out Ross on Barkley, Ross Barkley. Right? I don't know. Still got potential. Still young. <laughs> just wonder. Maybe he just started too early, but and he just started off really well. But I don't know. He's 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 not. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh. Let's be positive. We've got a trophy we can win. We've got to win two games. I'm just down. I'm just down on Arsenal. I'm, I'm hungover. I'm sad. Do you know what I mean? Everything's just not working out well for me today. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, the season's over now. So. Yeah, exactly. You can you can have a break. No, well, we've got the Women's World Cup coming up now. Yeah. I, I, I Who do you think is going to win, Chris? Uh, do you know what? I think they've all got a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> what the thing, Who's your favourite team, though, in it? Oh, the ones from America. America. USA. It's a World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nah. I'm what fine. about England? England are good sides. They're not yeah. in it. Do you know what it is? <laughs> They're not in the World Cup. They are in there. They are in they, it. They kick off. Uh, the World Cup starts Friday, England. They're playing Saturday. Now, what's yeah. the, um, but what's... what is tough, like, we've mentioned it before, but I, I saw the highlights of the England warm up game, and they lost 1 0. I'm just checking now, New Zealand. And the goal was like some soft shot, and the keeper just fumbled it, and then the striker tapped it in and you're like the goalkeeping just it does it really it's not the best there's a a big debate around the size of the goals at the moment and they're saying whether it should the goal should be the same stretching for the ball it's hit a midriff like well still I don't think we should be too disparaging about women's football mark like no no, well me and Danny actually have spoke about it a few times on the pod I plan on watching this women's World, world cup but the thing is, what you've got to remember is you've got like England, USA, France. You've got some of the, the big teams. Because it's the World Cup, we're going to see some real bad teams as well. Yeah, of course. But that's okay. I mean, at least if, if more people well, are talking it about it. We the men's as well, don't we? Where are they showing? What, bad you know, teams in the men's World Cup last year. What, um, what are they sh- what, where are they showing the matches? Is it going to be on BBC or Yeah, TV? I think it's BBC. I think it's I'm yeah. I think... I've seen the friendly the other day on BBC so so it's in France and I thought I saw Portugal were playing Friday so I'm presuming it's France v Portugal it's no it's Fra- I was just looking at that it's um, France are, they are playing at home. it's South Korea they're playing France so it's not Portugal that's the only game on Friday that's the kick off game oh, it's South, South Korea, Korea. Well, name me some English players then Dan go on I know Fra- one Tony Duggan is that name <laughs> go on Mark name some Beth Mead. Beth Mead. Does she yeah. play for City? Yeah. Um, the blonde girl. I mean, I did know Luco, but she's not playing anymore. What's um, Beth Mead? What's the one that just won uh, the like female Ballon d'Or? 
Beth Mead, she's in the England squad. She's playing. What's the one that just won the female Ballon d'Or? Beth Mead. Got no name. Perry, no. She plays for Arsenal, Perry. Chris. Oh, do you know, she's always been a great seven at the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what else is kicking off, though? The Under-20 World Cup. That's been going on. Yeah, and see, the I can't even name one player. <laughs> like, at least I've got one on the, on the Women's World Cup. Uh, but then, yeah, Under-20 World Cup. England aren't in it. Great. The under, really? there's the two, yeah, there's the two, like, the, this is the men's, the, back to the, the men's. current holders? The no, we, under, we, we won the under 19s. I thought we won the 17s. And we won the under 21s. 21s, 20s. Yeah, there's a lot of tournaments. We won the under 19s last year. We won the under 21s. We ha- aren't in the under 20s randomly. But I don't think we've. I don't think under 20s has ever been seen as a real. I don't know. I, I always. That France Under 17s was a big thing and under 21s was a big thing. And then. But under 20s was never. I'll be honest, I don't know what the difference between an under 20 and under 21 like other yeah. than the, the year of age. Like, <laughs> what's going to stop you having the same amount, the same players in both? Because they're probably all going to be a similar age, especially because you, you have to be that age when it starts, like when the qualifying starts. And most people that are playing are too old, anyways. The whole thing seems silly. Um, but actually, I was looking at the uh, some of the teams that are in it, and France and Portugal. They've got a lot of names you would probably recognise. A lot like in the under twenties, where you're like, "Oh, actually, that's a really good under twenties team." They're probably going to wipe the floor with everyone else. Mbappe. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be. He's only sixteen and a half years old. <laughs> uh, do you know? What? Can we go back to um, ch- uh, the Premier League football teams for a little bit? Because I want to talk about Sari and okay, kind of. He's he, gone. He's going. Is he going? Well, it's nearly done. I thought he was already gone. Pretty, much, pretty much. It's not a done deal, but he's basically going to get. It's strange. It's like he's he's managed to achieve. Uh, what you know, cup finals. For, what the, huh? for probably Mourinho and you know Emery would have been. Yeah, but season. in spite of him, get it, top four and win a trophy. In yeah. spite <laughs> of in in spite of what seems to be some a massive dissension between him and his players. I the problem with Chelsea. I've, I mean, I think we all can agree we hate Chelsea. They're just a horrible club. But the problem with Chelsea yeah. is you like them. <laughs> Yeah, you, when no, we went to the game, you're like, oh, I don't, I like Chelsea. No, I didn't. Just singing along. What? That's yeah. not true at all. Anyway, <laughs> I like Hazard. I think you've been confused by the fact that I've been singing Hazard's praises. Uh, but you've got a team who constantly, every every couple of years, have to get rid of their manager because they're not happy because they haven't won the league or whatever. And they've, they've made it work, but I do think now, I, I imagine people like Bramovich and everyone are looking at it thinking... We need to start doing what the likes of City and Liverpool and everyone are starting to do, which is actually building something. Because there's no longevity to anything. They have these managers come in, do half decent, start building a th- something, and then they have to go again. And then they bring someone else in. They have these ridiculous expectations. But the reality is it works for them, somehow. So they've got the Europa League this year. They had the FA Cup last year. Was yeah, Bramovich has won something like 14 Cups. Don't get me wrong. But the way they're every, doing it seems every, to be... The way that they're doing it, just from the outside looking in, looks like it just costs more. Yeah, it just yeah. costs more you know money. I mean? But they seem to be getting results. Like they, they win the league every sort of three years. Yeah. Like, they've just won the Europa League. Yeah, as I said, they won the FA Cup last year. This, I actually it's, think... It's, a, it's almost a bad... It's like... it's. The total thing you shouldn't do, but for some reason they get results because they just Is they their do. But youth I, policy I just no, I just don't think it's sustainable. Now they've got this uh, probably got this transfer ban. I just don't think it's sustainable, and it's, it's finally they've got an opportunity with this transfer ban now for the next eighteen months, or whatever. If they want to go and try and do it properly, because they're, pro- they're probably stuck in this cycle now where they have to do it 
not properly and that they're still being successful fine but that's why I, I genuinely think Lampard has a really good chance of getting the job because they'll look at it and go he obviously he's got half the bloody youth team at Derby now he obviously is a half decent manager alright he's had one season and not got promoted but he knows a little bit about what he's doing he also knows Chelsea I think Chelsea players like Chelsea fans and Chelsea club they have a lot of loyalty to a lot of Chelsea people uh, and well, I think if you understand the club, then you stand a really good chance. Sorry, didn't get the club. It, yeah, the it could be like Newcastle when they got Shearer. It was like, right, this, sink, this ship's sinking. Let's just bring in someone the fans don't mind. Yeah. Where they might be looking and thinking, oh dear, we're losing Hazard. We've just... The they cannot replace get, Hazard. The only player we, they're going to get this summer is that Perisic. Pulisic. Because yeah. they've already signed him in January. It's like... <clears throat> And he hasn't even been getting in the team in Dortmund because uh, Sancho's keeping out the team. Yeah, so you, you look and you think they might. The I, the only the way I the way I see it is the reason Lampard stands a chance is if Chelsea have kind of wrote the season off and thought that we just. Well, they, he, the that's what I think they're doing. I, I think they'll rebuild. I reckon he's more likely to go in. They'll probably start their season off with someone with Savi. And then just take him out and then bring Lampard in. I don't, I don't think Sarri would think, do that. But I don't He'll think, go to Juve. Yeah, but I don't think you can. Well, if he's going to Juve, that's one thing. But I don't think you can get rid of him after this season, can you? Well, they're going to. They just don't like him. Mm. The fans don't like him. Clearly, the players don't respect him. Look, he storms off every bloody training. Maybe they'll bring Janino to, uh, to Juventus. Uh, maybe that would be funny. This is one guy. Not Janino. Jorginho. Jorginho, excuse me. I'll tell you what, though, it'd probably be a good thing for Chelsea if they did, because then they could put Kante back to where he's meant to play. Otherwise, Kante's got to leave. Yeah, that, that was one of their, their odd things this season. Was just Kante, everyone had agreed that he was one of the best defensive mids we've seen what, since McAlealy, probably? Probably, yeah. And uh, and then Sari thinks I'll play him as a number 10. <laughs> like, uh, for, for the first 10 games, it worked because it just caught everyone off guard. <laughs> but once they worked it out, it was yeah. like, okay, watch well, He was technically probably not good enough to be playing in such an advanced position. No, I think the shock factor helped at the start. Maybe. It was like, oh, this works. And it's like, well, that's just because they didn't really expect Kante yeah. to make the late runs. But. Did you did you hear Fabregas talking? You know, in the did you see the BT Sport coverage for the Europa League? Uh, no, no, I was we was out. We oh, went okay. to yeah. So because Fabregas was on the was talking, uh, was one of the pundits. Yeah, and it's actually really really interesting to listen to him because obviously he's just left Chelsea's at Monaco, but he was still going to get a medal if Chelsea won because he got four or five assists this season in the. In the tournament, did he play this season? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he went, went in January. Yeah, he went in January. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he went in January. So they were he talking went to him last game. Yeah, yeah. The Forest was it? Forest. Yeah, yeah. In the FA Cup, um, where he missed the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go to that again? Uh, oh, I got, I got tickets. Uh, two tickets. Oh, um, I just went. Told yeah. you he's a Chelsea fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, what was saying? Fabregas was saying. Oh yeah, so Fabregas was really interesting because they, they were pushing him like, who do you want to win? And he just wouldn't answer. He was like, oh, obviously I have allegiance to both. They were like, yeah, but you win a, tr- a medal if Chelsea... He was like, you know, and they kept making jokes like, if you've got your kit underneath your suit, you're going to be running it. He was like, no, no, I'm staying in the studio. But some of the things he talked about was really good. He was saying about... Um, his experience with Sarri and how in the first uh, couple of months when Sarri was there it was all really exciting and he had this system and they all believed in it and he said just ra- weirdly he just seemed to change and he just decided he didn't like that anymore and he wanted to change it and do something else and he said it just felt there was no real rhyme or reason to why it happened and then it, it, it coincided exactly when results started not coming in and no one can understand why he wasn't then changing back and See, it, it, but really that almost sums up Chelsea is that 
the manager decides to change system and then they decide they need to be explained in detail mm. he's thinking before they agree with it and that sort of sums up Chelsea. What do you mean? Like they just don't buy it's into power, it? Their, yeah, the players the player power powerful. they've had for years. And that kind of sums it up. It's like, oh yeah, we, were, we all agreed with his system. And then he changed formation or he changed something. But we didn't understand why, so we didn't really go with it. So we, didn't, so we, put, we stopped playing. Do you know? And it's yeah. like, that sort of some, like, ideally what you'll have is like players who say, okay, the manager tells me, what position I'm playing and the style he wants to play and I'll go out and give my all and then afterwards might say look I, I was more suited the way before like I'll carry on under your instruction but I don't think it's the best way to do it Chelsea's like and I don't really agree with it so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try well I don't know you're talking as if they had again like they've had a successful season so they must have bought into it on some level yeah it is, it is weird they, they've had I mean they've got to two finals won one of them and got Third place in the league, like against the two, two of the like two of the three highest ever scores in the Premier League in yeah. terms of points. So they've had a pretty decent Done season. Right. But maybe. going to Lampard and the um, His derby, derby team. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the playoff finals? I did. Yeah. Aston Villa coming up. I think I slept through that one. <laughs> slept in the second half. I, I watched the Charlton one, but. Oh, yeah. Sunderland gutted for them the last minute as well. well did you see Charlton. the own goal as well? First. What happened to them? They got the. Oh, so literally a couple of. I think it was the third minute or something, and um, Charlton scored a horrible own goal. Uh, like, they literally, the defender played it back from maybe 25, 30 yards out. Keeper just obviously took his eye off the ball, which went under his oh, foot. No. And, and it's like, this is cut final. Lee Bowyer's like head in hands. Like, I can't believe this. And then they came back and won it, and they scored in the 94th he minute. Seems to win quite it. decent, Lee Bowyer. Yeah, he, do you know what? He's been really game. good. Like, really good. And him talking about when he came to the club and just the amount of fundamentals that were wrong in the club. And he's mm. like, I've not just come here to, to pick a team and play a game. He's like, he's trying to fix all these things in Charlton. I was like... It's quite nice seeing a lot of uh, new English uh, managers, isn't it? Sort of putting about. You just yeah. hope they get given chances. Like, well, they, well, they turn into like a Mark Hughes or something, do you know what I mean? Like, There'll be plenty of them that do, unfortunately. But yeah. there'll be some good ones. I mean, I've heard... Hopefully. Yeah, Lee is getting a lot of great things talked about. We'll see how he does, you know, in a league up. Uh, with not a brilliant team, but he's done amazing. So yeah, I was I was pleased with them. And just just do feel for Sunderland. They're, what a horrible time, Sunderland. It's almost like someone is writing this for Netflix. Like, literally, everything that keeps happening to them, they're just made for that Netflix documentary. Every season, they've got a new series. They got to a playoff final. They got gifted a goal to go one 0 up. And then no, but just the, the the horrible season they've had. Like they were top of the league. I, I don't know by like seven points or something. Not that long ago, maybe in March, they've just had a horrible time. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So Villa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't really. I watch it. All I saw. So was what, are the, uh, what are the three teams that are coming up now? Uh, Norwich, Norwich, Sheffield United, and Villa. Yeah. Who do you think could be the most successful out of the Villa three? Villa, is it? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I ca- Norwich, maybe Norwich have got some decent youngsters, but I, I just don't see Sheffield United staying up. I think it's because we we've seen Norwich in the league so many times. It's just used to seeing them not be very good, but they were the best of the the. The lot in the championship, but well, they they were the the funny thing with the championship is there were a lot of teams that had spells where they played really well. Like Leeds for the first half of the season were unstoppable; they were amazing. And actually, if they'd gone up, you'd be saying if they'd won the league, no one would have batted an eyelid. Well, yeah, Sheffield United came out of nowhere second half of the season. 
Just like someone always does. But Norwich were always there and thereabouts. Like they're probably the most consistent. Yeah, I don't think if at the start of the season though, they were nowhere near favourites even to get a playoff in that with that squad. They've done really well. They've both got really good managers. In fact, all three of them, those teams, the one thing they've got going for them is they've all got really good young English managers. So and particularly Villa, obviously he's a big Villa fan, their manager. So uh, that's amazing for him. It'd be good to see um sort of Grealish playing the Premier League as well yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing Seems how he boots. actually copes oh it's ridiculous <laughs> his old tattered boots ridiculous how can you play football in those yeah. got holes all over them yeah, he's just basically socks yeah but, but I mean like how they're his lucky boots people that play football that often I mean they must be like a year or two old like well, just this mean, season. Frequent. Yeah. well he said he came back from injury wore those boots got two assists and, and he hasn't stopped just, yeah. and he's going to wear these but I was like, you can't wear that next season. <laughs> he probably will. He will yeah, until right. they lose their first game of the season and then they'll stop he has, wearing it. He has got that character. Do you remember when he first came into the Villa team and he wore the baby... He still wears, he still wears, baby, yeah. he still wears little baby socks. Yeah. What do you think of him as like a prospect, like in, an English, a young English player? How old is he now? Is he 23 maybe? Yeah. Is he past it's, it in English? He's, he's not past it at all. <laughs> I do think he'll make the England squad. I really do think at some point. I'm hoping it. it's a bit of a Deli Alley thing where potentially going down, getting more minutes, getting more games, yeah. getting used to winning. Well, captain will he's signed as yeah. well, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I think that's a really good thing for certain players at a, a, a you know, fairly early age, giving them that responsibility. Yeah, because um, would he be better off losing week in, week out yeah. and like holding on for one nils or going into a league where you're going to win? Well, they do say you, you learn, you, you either win or you learn. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, clearly don't yeah, I, I'm hopeful for Jack Grealish. I think he's got, he's got ability, he's got the talent, has he got the mentality? He didn't when he was younger because obviously right, he was so in the, I wouldn't question the men, mentality. Well, I now, now I would, we're going to question the quality. So... I don't know. I think he's well. He's show, he's by, by he's far and away me. been one of the be- best yeah. players in the championship. So he's he's too good for that. Level. In, the, in the league, well, but that's it. Well, quality in terms of what is he going to be like a top half, top half of the uh, well. Spurs the tried game, to buy him you know? last summer. Spurs yeah. tried to sign him, and Villa didn't let him go. And now he's pleased because he gets the captain his boyhood club in the Premier League. But yeah, he's he is good enough theoretically, talent wise, to be in a top six team. Mm. That's what I mean about mentality. Because when Villa were in the league when he was there, but he was only nineteen, yeah. he he was having tantrums, he was getting red cards, he just wasn't he, his quality wasn't showing through. They they reckon he's grown up a lot, and John Terry's apparently helped him a lot. Um, we'll see. Did you hear what he said after the right after the game and the interview? And then about uh, the Aston Villa team, who uh, uh, John Gre- Terry or no Grealish. Grealish. Uh, and he came out and he said, this guy, John McGinn, he turned up in the summer. No one ever heard of this guy. No one knew who he was. This guy's one of the greatest footballers we've ever seen. It's like, yes, Grealish knows. Grealish knows. Well, he's, is he Irish? Scottish. Scottish. Excuse yeah. me. So we... They get a few good players come through Scotland. Scotland, yeah. They've been saying that for a long time. They've got a Switch. good it's, young English... They uh, be teams English, doing well. And, team. Yeah, their football team's doing well. Uh, just quickly on the Newcastle thing... Um, Obviously, they've been into a massive talks this week of a big Saudi takeover. Yeah, big Saudi takeover. Three hundred and fifty million, I think it was said. Yeah, I was. I just read something a little bit beforehand, and it was like they only the the, the takeover would probably need about five hundred million because it's three fifty for the takeover, and then one fifty to invest in at the least. Club. At least, at least. Oh, well, it depends what they want to do with the club. If they want to go and compete at the top, yeah. a lot more money than that is probably needed. Do you think that's? I mean, it's hard to know, I guess, beforehand unless they actually do sell it. But do you reckon that is actually like a 
a real thing. Uh, it's quite scary thought that there's going to be another big club. There's just something from Rome. But it, I, it, when it first was ha- happening, there was talks of like, a lot of the talks seemed similar to when City was going to get taken over. But the difference with Newcastle is they feel like sleeping giants. I feel like had the City owners bought Newcastle and what we talk about, the infrastructure, the way they've done things, you would see it more because Newcastle have a huge fan base. They've got a huge well, they're city a, to they're, themselves. They're a one-team uh, one city. Yeah, so. and it's a big city. Yeah. Is it like And it's right in the middle of the city, so it's accessible to everybody, isn't it? Yeah, like if this what's happened to City happens to Newcastle, I think it will feel bigger, like... It'll be tough to top, obviously, City's had... Well, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. tough. It's really tough to gauge it. How could you get better than... I think you but it's, it's also but difficult to do. seeing it more. Like, City... Look how good City are. But you don't see them often in London. Like, you don't... You don't see... You mean? City, like, you don't see adverts with City on it. You don't see just people with City shirts. Uh, you sound like Man City fans. Who complaining, constantly complaining they don't get the coverage in the media. No, but... Uh, what, so you're, you're saying if this takeover happens, we're going to be seeing Newcastle... I think there's potential for it to be that big. That, that doesn't make any sense. It, no, it does make bigger. sense because Newcastle is a bigger team in terms of its fan base, and it is. And therefore, and me, the media are happier to See, talk about Newcastle. Newcastle there'll be more, but no, but I think no, but I think they'll be huge. So like when, um, I don't know, you go down Oxford Street, that you'll see more Newcastle. Like I think they've got potential to be a, like it's got potential to be big. The only thing I'd say is you could throw five hundred million at any team. That doesn't mean they're going to go and win the league. There's a lot more nowadays. Like, look, Fulham threw 100 million and got relegated. Everton got Mashiri in, and they've spent 180 million mm. probably in a season and a half, and they've got nowhere. Like, it's, it's all well and good just going, oh, I've got 500 tra- million, we're going to win. But You've transfer, got to do everything else as well. It comes down to wages, comes down to what you go out. Like, Fulham spent 100 million, well, but they still, yeah. they still had a wage structure. They, did, they still weren't paying the wages. If, if they bring in a proper director of football, mm. someone that understands the game, a proper guy who can go out and get good transfers, if they do get the structure and the leadership at the top correct, which is obviously what's been wrong this whole time because Ashley is just running the show, if they get that bit right and, as I said, invest in all the things they should do, which is their youth, their development, their training grounds, all of that stuff, then the rest will just happen. And if there was a year to do it, basically, we were like, oh, there's a top six but three of them are in trouble. Yeah. Arsenal United, United and Chelsea. Arsenal and Chelsea are all yeah. in trouble. So if they were going to... And Spurs will lose Pochettino and they're half their team and they'll be in serious trouble. Yeah, so, so if right. there was a year to do it, like... Because, yeah, Spurs don't feel like the longevity is quite there. I know they've got the stadium now, but they do feel two players away from ca- collapsing. Yeah, so. take take out... Er- well, Eriksen is likely to go... He's the most likely to go out of that team because Barca and Real Madrid both want him. If you take out Pochettino and Eriksen out of that team... That's, a, that's like severely going to hamper that. And they only just got fourth place. So all of a sudden, I, mean, I think it is a really interesting place. We'll see. It'll be a good transfer window, I think, this summer. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm still keeping an eye on Wolves. I think Wolves have got a lot of money and they're doing it right as well. They're investing at the, you know, in all their infrastructure at the bottom. The only thing is, how long can you just keep getting the, the Portuguese youth team in? Yeah. Uh, their under-20 team is good. I'll give them that, but still. Uh, last one. Poor one out for Jose Antonio Reyes. Oh, that's terrible news. Uh, died in a car accident this week. Um, yeah. One of the Shame. players who helped the One of the Invincibles, right? One of the Invincibles, yeah. He yeah. Came, well, he, he came in in Jan. So oh, he, did he? He was one oh, of the okay. ones that helped him across the line. Yeah. He was always... I, mean, look, he, uh, he's, he's, I don't think he's going to be held as an Arsenal legend, probably, but he was a really good player for the club, innit? 
Yeah, he was good. He, was, he scored a lot of goals. I remember yeah. his first. Was it his debut? He scored an own goal. Yeah, and then, yeah. And the, uh, he scored a screamer. Uh, right and then, foot or, something. or his left foot against Chelsea, yeah. like four days later. Or yeah. Something. Like, I'm going off memory here. It's a bit sketchy, but I remember he scored an own goal on his debut because I. At the time, this was when probably my hate for Arsenal was at peak. <laughs> like, oh, they've signed someone rubbish. Look, he can't even, he scored an own goal on his debut, and then he scored a screamer against Chelsea. But yeah, now nah, he was a good player. He went to Madrid, didn't he? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, he was at Atletico Madrid. He was at Sevilla, I think, before as well. Valencia, maybe. I don't know. A few teams. Yeah. yeah sad. Nah, was he? Yeah, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah, very young. Very young. Still young. Yeah. He must have been well young than Arsenal. He was. I remember when he came, he was quite young. Yeah. Right, well, should we go to the game? Yeah, let's go to the game. Um, I'm a bit nervous about this game and how you're going to do. I was thinking I could do this in different ways, I'll be honest. Do you think I'll do better than my usual greatness? No. Um... Are you still on the winning run? Like... Uh, well, what I thought I'd do is I've, I've, I've kind of done levels of ease to make to make this a little bit easier. Because as I was doing it, I was like, actually, I'd struggle a little bit with this. This is quite tough. So then I started making it a bit easier. Um what, what I've done is I was thinking about uh, England this week. I thought I want to see a game related to England. And then I started looking at all the best England players, most cap players, most goals, whatever. And I thought, ah, oh, it's actually, this would be really interesting. So what I've got is I've got the list of the most cap players, the most goals players, the youngest appearance, the, the players with the youngest appearances, and the players with the oldest appearances. And I've got the top 10 of each. So I thought that's a few different ways that I could do this. Um, first and foremost, I kind Slow of... a week at work then? I did this about two hours ago. Uh, I cut uh, the timeline because actually there were loads in here like 1902 and like 1930. I was like, you're never going to get them. So I've cut them out. So basically everything is post-1950. Post so but you should know it because most of them are like post-2000. So it's fine. Um, what I thought I'd do is we'd just go... Uh, we'll take it in turns. We'll take it in turns one at a time. We'll go through... Now. I can't, now all of a sudden I've just forgotten the English Everything. captain who won the 1966. It's just gone. It's just gone. <laughs> He is on one of the lists. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll start with the most capped players. I've got the top 10 most capped players. We'll just take it in turns. Uh, shout out if they're in the top 10, you get a point. If they're not, you do not. We'll go through. Um, what I'll do is I'll give you uh, five guesses each. And then if you don't get the top 10, that's fine. But we'll just oh. have a point. Because I've got two other lists to get through. Make yeah. sense? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Who so. wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, so... Chris, we're looking for any one of the top ten most capped England players of all time. Um, I'm going to go for David Beckham. That is correct. David Beckham is third with 115 caps. Mark, over to you. Uh, I will go for Wayne Rooney. Correct. 120. He's second. Um, one each. Ah, oh, now I'm struggling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say long. <laughs> is that normal? Yeah. Okay. And then... I'm gonna go for ah oh, jeez any any top cat England players. Think panicking. about some of the best England players ever. I am. This is meant to be the easy list. I know. Um, I'm gonna go for uh, Sir Bobby Charlton. Correct. He has 106 appearances. Uh, I'm not sure on this one, but I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go with Ashley Cole. Correct. Yeah. He also. Oh no, he's 107. One more. Mm. Good shout. 2-2. Two, two. <clears throat> sure. Um, I'm going to go for... Um, this is tough. Let me go for... Uh, oh, I don't know. Why? What was his name again? I don't know. 
Brian Robson. Correct. Brian Robson had 90. He's ninth on the list. Nice. I was going to say Bobby Robson. Um, what was that three? This is... Because I said Ashley Cole, I'm thinking the other side and going with Gary Neville. That's no. incorrect. Gary I'm Neville does not make the list, unfortunately. I know he played for England for a while. Um, There's some big names you're missing here. Yeah, also the number one you're missing, by the way. Yeah, I, I, but I was thinking I'll name current players. Don't get your laptop out and start Googling it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the game. <laughs> I, like, I wanted to check how many caps Gary Neville had. Yeah, we'll look afterwards. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's about 70-odd, I think. And the 89 made the list of the top oh, 10. Okay. Uh, some really obvious know, big ones here. I know, I know. Come on, Are we so. just going to keep going until we get 10? We well, you've got here. five goes each, so right. that's what yeah. I mean. So, so cause I've, We've had three each. Yeah, and it's 3-2 to you. Yes, I'm going to go for um, who's great England players of seasons past. I've, oh, Just say someone. I can't, man. Think of any good England players. I'm going to go for Rio Ferdinand. Incorrect. I'll go for Shilton. Peter Shilton, number yeah, one, 125 so caps. Yeah. I Correct. Chris, there. last go. Um, my last one is going to be um, I don't know. Alan Shearer. Incorrect. No. Oh, Mark. My guess as well. Uh, really? Oh. Uh, um, shall I go down the, the the goalkeeper list again and go Gordon Banks? Incorrect. No. Peter Shilton he... is in fact the only goalkeeper on yeah. the list in the top yeah, ten. Yeah. So that's thought... three three after that list. Just so you know who you've missed out. Stephen Gerrard has 114. Oh, Bobby Moore has 108. Frank Lampard has 106 and Michael Owen has 89. You missed Michael all of them. Yep. I was what? thinking, I, I, for some reason, I just I knew I should have said Gerard. Um, I can't believe he didn't say Gerard. He's got one less than Beckham. Yeah. One less captain. Well, that's three out of five guesses. Three out of five is not bad. Right, next list. So now we're going on to the most goals. So same rule applies. Uh, as I said to you before, I've cut out some of the really early doors ones who you're never going to get. Um, yeah. So they're. Oh, Everything's Nobby, after Nobby Stilton not on there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobby Styles is not on the list. No, uh, Nat Lofthouse was on the list, but I didn't believe either of you were going to make get that one, so I've taken that out. So, um, uh, Mark, do you want to go first for this list? It's currently three three. All right, and so we need top ten. Yeah, I'll go Wayne Rooney. Rooney. Correct, top of the pops. Wayne Rooney, fifty three goals. Uh, Bobby Charlton. Correct, second with forty nine goals. Okay, Alan Shearer. Correct. 30 goals. He's fifth on the list. I'm going to go for Michael Owen. That is correct. He's got 40. He's fourth on the list. That's two each. This one's proper left wing, but I just, just have a feeling he's on it's the list. coming from a right winger. Yeah. Which is Peter Crouch. Oh, he's <laughs> close to the list, but he hasn't made oh, it. Yeah, he was close to the top ten. He did not make it, I'm afraid. Um, I'm going to go for Frank Lampard. Correct. 29 goals for Frank Lampard. 3-2 to Chris. Peter Crouch. <laughs> he was so really close. Ratio, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What it is. But no, it's not like... He's got he's got something like 19 goals and the yeah. list starts at yeah, 24. Great, so. Yeah. so who we've said... Did you say Michael Owen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, How many guests have we got left? Two. Yeah. And then one up. Shira... There's certain players which I'm like, I don't think they scored that many goals. But I'm going to go with Steven Gerrard. Incorrect. No. He didn't make the list. 
It's not not in a good time at this mark. Chris, chance to go two ahead. Um, Top goal scorers for England. Think. What's his name? Greavesy. Yeah. Could I, I just go with that? I can't remember his actual name. Jimmy Greaves. Correct. Jimmy yeah. Greaves. Forty-four goals. Killing it. Ugh. Unbelievable shout. Last chance. <laughs> last chance to get one back, Mark. We've got another list, so you can pull it back. Yeah, well, I've lost this one, so. I'll... Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna add up all your scores. What? So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. Obviously. This isn't five separate games. Here. <laughs> this, is a, this is a big one. You need this point. Yeah. Think of top English goal scorers. Don't give me no clues. That was. <laughs> Oh, Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker, yes. 48 goals, yeah. correct. And one last yeah. shot to get all five, Chris. Can you find? think of another top goal scorer for England? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for... A weird one. But I'm going to go Kevin Keegan. Incorrect. They think it's all over. Jeff Hurst was on the yes. list. Um, you missed Jeff Hurst for 24. You missed... I need Jeff Hurst, but I, I just couldn't get Jeff Shreves out of my head. And I was like, no, it's like... Brian Robson, you missed as well. David Platt, you missed. Uh, And you got all the others. So, 4-3 in the end. Uh, That round ended. One behind. Um, uh, Next list. Youngest appearances. So, this is um, the list of the 10 youngest players ever to have made their debut for England. Um, These are, again, just to try and help you guys. It's from 1992 onwards, because otherwise the list got ridiculous. Okay. Um, So, yeah... uh, no one on the list is under the age of was under the age of nineteen when they played. If that helps, right? Cool, uh, Chris, you can go first. I'm going to go with Michael Owen. Correct, Michael Owen is fourth on the list. He was eighteen years and fifty nine days. Go with Wayne Rooney. For f- that is three categories in a row. That is correct. He's in every bloody category. Uh, Wayne Rooney. It was seventeen years and one hundred and ten days old. He's second youngest. Theo Walcott. That is correct. He's the youngest, 17 years and 74 days. I'll go with James Milner. Incorrect. Wow, what? He was the youngest Premier League player. Yeah, he was. 16, but he didn't make it to England at that age. Uh, um, I'm going to go for Ross Barclays. Incorrect. Oh, my goodness. So Think closer to uh, home, guys. What did you say? So, who have we said? I said Rooney, you said... Uh, did you say... You've said... You've said uh, Michael Owen, Wayne Rooney, and Theo Walcott are the three corrects that you've got. Okay. The incorrects are Ross Barkley and Milner. So. A pressure mark, but you need this. I'll go with David Beckham. Incorrect. I'm confused. You threw, threw me off with home, and I was like, does that mean Man United? Or does that mean. Yeah. Uh, probably Arsenal. Um. I'm just trying to think of young... Uh, Jack Wilshere. Jack Wilshere was 18 years and 222 days old. Storming ahead, Chris. Looks like that streak might continue. Dang. How old was Jordan Sancho? Is he... I'll go Sancho. Jaden Sancho was oh, younger. Jayden 18 Sancho. years and 200. Yeah, I was say, take that first name. You can have that one, because I know you meant. Jaden Sancho is on the list. That's what I mean. Think close to home. Think about the fact they've just had the youngest ever team... Play in the Nations League. Um, I've got a weird one in my head. Should I go for it? Yes. Frank Lampard. Incorrect. This is your last go. We're we missing some big ones here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. I'm trying is to this say... the last one. 
There is another list. I was, I was unsure how long this was going to take you guys, but we'll see when we get to the end of this what the scores on the doors are. Who was young? Mama. I'll go Loftus Cheek. Is he on there? Incorrect. He's not on there. Loftus Cheek's in his 20s already when he made his debut. And uh, that's five each, yeah. I think. Uh, so the people you missed, so Chris took that round 3-2. The people you missed, Raheem Sterling was 17. Callum Hudson-Odoi was 18. Micah Richards was 18. Wow. Marcus Rashford was 18. And Luke Shaw was 18. Anyway, big name. Uh, would you like to yeah, do the final probably. list, which is the oldest appearances? So the players who... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you've got it. have done the work. Uh, cool. All right. You're, so, you're first on this. Mark, you're up. We're looking for the top ten oldest ever, like players who have made their de- their final game appear- game appearance, the oldest age. Okay, I'll go. I have to go old, so I'll go with Teddy Sheringham. Correct. Teddy Sheringham was 36 and 80 days. I'm gonna go for uh, oh, David Seaman. David Seaman is not on the list, interestingly. Oh, man. Hmm. I would think it's surprised at that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would have been my next. That was the next one I was going to say. Hmm. Um, old. So we'll go. Yeah, I'm trying to think who came back. I know, I know Beckham came back against Croatia, but I don't think he was that old. Um so the youngest person on this list was 34 when he made his last appearance. The oldest person on the list was 42. That's going to be way back when. Old, old, old. Come um, on. Let's get some answers. Yeah, in. yeah. I can't, I've, I've just gone. I can't even. Because recently England's had quite a young. Mark's team. actually sweating. Yeah. <laughs> He's nervous. <laughs> old players. I'll go. Uh, John Terry. Incorrect. Chris. I'm going to go for um, Brian Robson. <laughs> no, he was in all the other lists, but no, he's not in this list, I'm afraid. Yeah. Think about it's players. players yes, yeah, it's a hard one, this last list. 34 and over when they made their last appearance. Oh, I'll try Stephen Gerrard. Nope. Incorrect. He must not I want to say, much. I'm not go- this isn't my answer, but I want to say Ricky Lambert got his first <laughs> and oldest cap. No. Um... God, uh, definitely wasn't Paul Gascoigne. Um, goodness me. You have named Peter some Shilton. of these people. Peter Shilton. He was 40 and 292 days. Yes. Correct. I'm back on the path. Okay, David James. Correct. He was 39. There we go. Now we're, now we're going. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Oh, one behind. To, you're, like, you're bare behind. You're currently with that. You're two behind. Oh, uh, one behind now. One yeah. behind what? Now. Well, because the first round was a draw. Yeah. Second round you won by one. Third round you won by one. But he's currently okay. winning by one. So okay. There's one in it at the moment. It's sure. close. Right. And I haven't got a tiebreaker. So <laughs> <laughs> somebody please win. Um, is this going to win? <laughs> uh, no, you've still got a, a go say, each afterwards. Uh, uh, did I say Sir Bobby Charlton? You didn't. I'll go with Bobby Charlton. Incorrect. He just looked old. He did. He looked old. He had a comb over at seventeen. He was like, um, oh, Charlie Adam. He looked old from nineteen. I'll go just because I 
remember him being old in 04 was Trevor Sinclair no it was not oh. Trevor Sinclair and final guess Chris although you've already won for it for the win you've um, won it you now said, but... no you said we had two goes each literally just said oh, we got two, go- two didn't, yeah, but didn't you start I mean he's got two yeah I had two yeah it makes no difference man I would have got tried to go more obvious um, there is no obvious one except for David Platt incorrect Grandma, if you had another guess, who was the obvious one you were going to yeah, go for? Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Incorrect. Uh, so, um, well, actually, Mark takes that round 2-1. Um, the people you missed were... So you got Peter Shilton, David James, Miss Stanley Matthews, but he was 42. doesn't matter. Stuart Pearce was 37. Oh, Frank Lampard was 36. Martin Keown was 35. Nigel Martin was 35. Peter Beardsley was 35. Ian Wright was 35. And Lee Dixon was 34. Right. Should have but I, it's just because Wright was injured so often. Lampard was in all of them. Um, so the final scores, Chris, you Lampard. got seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven points, and Mark, you got six, seven, ten, ten points. Yeah. Congratulations, Chris. Killing the streak continues. I'm saying, great just game. A few weeks. Good. Yeah, good one. Well done. Uh, I think we've only got front three, back four left. Yep. Unless we've got any more football talk. Nope. So, what do you want to do with this one? Who's your there? Oh, oh, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, in my front three this week is UFC middleweight Yoel Romero. He's recently won um, $27 million in damages against a, um, a supplement company because uh, he failed a drug test a few years ago and was banned for six months. Um, but it stemmed from uh, some uh, tainted supplements, which was very interesting. Uh, the, the company was a New Jersey-based Gold Star Performance Products, which uh, he's won a total damages of $27.45 million. Wow. Massive, massive. Um, according to UL Romero's team, which includes his attorney, Howard Jacobs, and um, Ab- Abraham Kawa, the breakdown of damages is roughly three millions for lost wages, three millions for reputable harm, and three millions for emotional damage. It's almost like you're just reading us a news story, Chris. I know. <laughs> it's just sad. I have such a I have such a habit of just switching off on your front three. Back <laughs> it's so bad. What's your, what's your uh, back? But four? it's so interesting, though, because you, if you're going to look at like Mark knows who you are, Mero is. It's this Cuban guy. If there was a guy you'd think that was juicy, he should be a killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. my! The guy is he's he's like 30, 38 years old now I think he's 36 or 38 and he's he's just an absolute unit like he's so massive and for him to not be on anything is just mind blowing but there you go fair enough Tainted supplements in my back four this week is spoiler alert John Wick 3 I haven't seen it it's don't no don't is, see it, it. Is, is it that bad do not see it even for you your favourite film ever well it was in my front three two weeks ago and now it's in my back four this oh, week. I'm so disappointed for you oh. it's like Films come around like every three or four years for you. You're disappointed. I was picking this up so much. I took my girlfriend and said, "You really got to come and watch this John Wick with me." Like, I love Had she it. seen and one and two? Let down since Home Alone three. <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's, it's, now you wait till Toy Story four comes out. It looks like a letdown. Look, I think in the in the the second one, I think their record they wanted to set the record for most deaths um, in a movie. Most people killed in yeah. a movie, right? I think Kill Bill held that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I th- like but I think, they, I think they eclipsed that by quite a margin. In the second one, it's a bloodbath. 
I think in the third one, I don't know this for sure, but I think they wanted the record for the most nut shots in a movie. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Constantly hitting people in the nuts. It's so dumb. In one, in one period, he uses a horse. Like, Sorry if, if no, everyone's going to see this. But I, I'm see pretty it. sure there's no spoiler alert worry here. But he uses on. a horse as a weapon. So he, he's, he's slapping the back kinds of this horse and he keeps kicking like the baddies away. Like, you know, uh, horse kicking from the back. Genius. Um, Absolute uh, genius. For there's the a bit where he that. gets in this knife throwing battle with someone, uh, and he also looks really old doing it. Like he he does not look the part in the slightest. In it. Like I'm sure he he um, gained weight throughout that movie. He was just getting bigger and bigger. He's got this slow walk. It just oh, it was just so bad. I was so let down. And it doesn't look like they're gonna finish. I think they this is gonna do another one. The whole thing. Oh yeah. It's gonna be like a Fast and Furious. It's it is. But there were certain things about it. It was like. It, they did all this big talk about this assassin's kind of organisation and he's got to meet this big head person. So he meets him in the middle of the, the desert. It's just some guy in some massive robes and headscarves and stuff. And he's there for like five seconds and he goes he goes there to try and get... Um, I mean, you're really ruining the film now. It's, tra- don't, don't, it's so bad, it's so bad. He goes to the him to say, can you spare my life? And he goes, yes. That was it. Great, good story. Really bad movie, don't watch it. Nice. I'm so disappointed. Keanu Reeves, I expect better from you. Do you want to go next, Mark? Seeing as I've, uh, I've stolen yeah. yours for the last two pods, you, maybe you should go just in All case right. I've got the same one. I'll quit, well, I'll quickly go in my back four, which is AEW. Have you heard of these? AEW. AEW. Yeah. AEW. Is that, is that something? No, it's All Elite Wrestling. So uh, it's this new founded company this year. So it's owned by the guy who owns Fulham and the Jags. So he set up this AEW. I've never heard of it. It only got set up in Jan. And then I saw it a couple of weeks ago as pay-per-view. It was £25 for the, <laughs> for the event. So wow. it's got some old... W, there's a few WWF wrestlers, or WWE wrestlers, should I say, who are going across to it now. But their headliner was like Chris Jericho versus someone. Oh. And <clears throat> they've got a few old guys. But I was like, literally never heard of this. And I, I like... Don't, I don't watch wrestling, but I keep up to date with it. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And just straight on for £25 pay-per-view ITV box office. They've gone, for, like, they've gone for We're Premium, pay to watch. Oh, well. How many buys they got? Uh, what I, million? I don't even know who would buy it, to be honest. Like, why? Wrestling fans. But the thing, I don't know how many people buy pay-per-views here for WWE, because... I do regularly. It's, it, you're better off just signing up for the... WWE Network. Yeah, that's what I did for WrestleMania. And um still single mark? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like I, I I just saw it and I was like that's how can you just charge 25 pounds for something no one's ever heard of. Mm. But um front free is the Europa League. So oh. uh, I wanted to just congratulate Definitely not in my front free. So just mm. congratulate some of the teams that are in it next year, so Man United being one of them. Absolutely. Arsenal Wolves and Cardiff University have qualified for the Europa League. What? Yeah. So How? through the Welsh League. So, Are you uh, kidding me? Yeah. So I don't know what will happen when all their players graduate this year. But, <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Are you serious? Cardiff Met have qualified for the Europa League. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. Here's That's the, impressive. Here's the headline. I'm a sit- well, oh, of course up. it's on the Daily Mail. Well, it's on the BBC as well. I just want to I'm sure... Um, I'm sure they're in the most ridiculous low round. They won on penalties. So uh, 
They played wanna... two weeks before the end of their season. Yeah. <laughs> Europa League, here we come. That's crazy. They won on penalties. Most of them studying their PhDs and masters. I love that. It's, That's uh, brilliant. Yeah, they're getting one hundred and ninety-three thousand. Like this university football team. So. That's amazing. Well, you know, this year they've changed the rules on um, on how teams qualify using the coefficients. So uh, people were asking, lots of people were asking about what happens if I think was it you I was chatting to. What happens if Arsenal won the Europa League? Like, well, we or, had, we or who drops number, who yeah. drops in More, and out? Yeah. Uh, so Leon actually got the space because basically uh, UEFA have changed the rules now. So regardless of what happens, if you finish in the top four in the top four leagues, so England, Spain, Italy, yeah. and Germany, you automatically qualify for the group stages straight away. So no one's got to do early qualification at all in the mm. top four. In France, the top two get that, and then the third place doesn't. But because Chelsea won the Europa League, Lyon, uh, Lyon did get it. Uh, so that's different, because obviously you used to be the fourth placed in our leagues also had to qualify early, but they've changed that now. And that's why there are some, they did say there'll be some smaller teams that now qualify because they're opening up the pre, prelim tournament, because it's actually going to be a tournament, um, like preliminary tournament, rather than qualifying games, knockouts. It's actually a preliminary tournament, so maybe that's why they've qualified. There you go. Awesome so, news. Yeah. Great news. Um, so, my... So Danny's front three. Well, no. <laughs> Interestingly, it wasn't. Um, my front three is a really stupid one, but I'll start with my back four. It's actually also a bit stupid. Uh, my back four is Drake. Yeah. The curse. The curse and of... Struck last night. It did, struck, it did strike. And uh, we haven't really talked about AJ and Ruiz much, but... Um, for those of you that don't know, I, I think thought you were talking about basketball. Well, there's all of it. So there's, there's this funny thing where when people when sportsmen take pictures with Drake, they then go on to lose something big. I was looking at the list of people that have, it's actually pretty impressive. You've got McGregor, you've got like Aguero who then missed that um, penalty against Spurs. You've got obviously Joshua, the Toronto Raptors constantly losing. So uh, you've got Serena Williams to break the curse. Hashtag June first. Yeah. <laughs> People are fuming at Drake because he cursed Anthony Joshua, which meant that he lost against Ruiz, and that's the only reason he lost against Ruiz. He was completely prepared for the fight, uh, but unfortunately, he was cursed by Drake. So well, my back four this week is Drake. Stop taking pictures with people, Drake. And it, he's he's getting a bit of heat in um, in America at the moment because it's the NBA playoffs, it's the finals, Golden State versus Toronto Raptors. Toronto's first time in the finals, and he's Canadian, so he's yeah. a big Toronto. He's their global ambassador. So, and no one wants to vote with him. Well, I mean, <laughs> but he's been all over the sidelines and stuff. He was like in a huddle when they were doing oh, something. Crazy. So everyone's just saying. But they, I mean, they they won game one. They've got game two against Golden State. But they really should lose the final. So maybe be another another part of that. Yeah. Anyway, so he's in my back four. Um, Roma, uh, the football club Roma, actually did a really good tweet today. Um, which was just they added Drake and just said at Drake please do not take any pictures with any of our players next year <laughs> that was good humour from Roma better than the uh, Aaron Ramsey curse yeah yeah yes indeed that's not a great <laughs> that's not yeah, a great curse at all um, and my front four this week was just a really stupid funny story that I saw um, oh which, please tell us well it was um, what they called the Luke Air Force Base in America in Arizona I don't know if you not probably haven't yet. heard of it or seen it so they made the trainers uh, no, it's an air. So it's an air force base. So they have RAF, yeah, RAF uh, planes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were doing a, they were doing a training, and uh, so there was these F thirty fives who were flying around doing like dog fighting and training, and people could come and watch. And they um, accidentally created a sky penis. Mm. 
Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah. It's actually really funny. So in the sky, the jet, the trails from their planes actually created an enormous picture of a penis. So <laughs> above, and there was obviously loads of kids there. It was a big thing. Um, so then this uh, sky penis. Uh, accidental sky penis started trending on Twitter and uh, anyway they then had to put an apology to say uh, obviously this was an accidental sky penis contrail it was not intentional to draw a sky penis and they wrote it about four times in their tweet as well which I thought was hilarious the word sky penis so uh, yeah I just I enjoyed that a lot I thought yeah fair play to those F-35 fighter pilots who clearly had a bit of fun at work yeah and there you go lovely Right, so that's the end of a exciting footballing season for us. Are we going to do our um, look back on our predictions and our best players of the season? Or yeah, we're we'll not do, bothering now. We'll do some reviewing of. Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to listen back to a lot of it. You can do that if you like. And no, gather the notes if you like. Um, the sounds too poor. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do. Um, we will do our uh, sort of analysis, not analysis, but we'll break down team by team, best players and all that other stuff. We said we'll do. We'll start there next week. Yeah, yeah. I think, Maybe I think look next ahead to transfers. Invest in some better equipment. Absolutely. This summer we'll, we'll look. Now. Yeah, we've done it. We've got a season <clears throat> under our belt. Um, I've seen to have gotten worse. But better just in, games. Just in, just in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, maybe it's just because I'm hungover. It's the intros. They they shape me. But um, other than that, no, I've I've enjoyed it so far. And it? it's actually made me pay more attention to football because I was kind of I don't know if I was falling out of love with it a bit or just I don't know. I mean, it's tough as an Arsenal fan. So. It is tough as an Arsenal fan. Yeah, but yeah, I, you know, know me, I absorb so many sports, it's hard to kind of stay on top of just one a lot of the time. But um, yeah. NFL will be starting soon. Just after the summer. Every, well, I mean, it's still a long way away. We've still got the NBA playoffs. True. Really exciting. So uh, we'll be talking about that next week. <laughs> Good. Then, yeah, there you go. But uh, right. See ya. Let's get fixed to the sound. Let's fix it. Bye.